On this edition of Oski Talk, we get into all things Illini football, including players that are coming back, new hires, retainments, and recruits by Brett Bielema. We also talk about the Illini basketball team's upcoming games against Northwestern and Maryland. Let's go. This won't end well for Illinois. Here's a three. It ended well. McCourt for the win. In the air. It is up. And it is good. Fourth and 16. Pressure comes. And Matt Orbebe with the ball in the air. Makes the catch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Oski Talk. My name is Anthony Pasquale with Patrick Hattazone, and with some very heavy matters going on in the country, we hope to provide some entertainment on a lighter note. So with that, we'll get right into the front page. First and foremost here on the front page, Illinois football under new head coach Brett Bielema has been able to keep their momentum going. Today, we hear announcements that Jamal Woods and Daniel Barker will be returning to Illinois for another season under Coach Bielema. Um, Two great pieces to have back, Jamal Woods on the defensive line, and then, of course, Daniel Barker, uh, somebody that you've been keen on for a while as this team's best tight end. Um, Two really good depth pieces and leaders for this team moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Jamal Woods on the defensive end, or at the defensive side of the ball, um, just brings a lot of continuity to the defensive line. Um, He was a tackle that I really thought a lot of in the past couple of years. I think he's an excellent tackle. Um, he's a guy you really want to have back to just kind of keep the continuity on the defense that you had from last year in the past. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, continue what should be a pretty interesting offense or defense next year. Um, bringing in Walters, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but um, with the defensive style that you could expect Walters having, I think run stopping is going to be very important. And uh, that all begins with Jamal Woods. So, um, this is a huge guy to get back for Bielema, and um, I'm very happy that he, he was able to persuade him. Yeah, me too. He even said uh, you could call Coach Bielema a salesman because he sold me to come back to the University of Illinois. So good to have Woods back, obviously coming off a, a little bit of an injury-riddled campaign in 2020, but he's been a difference maker on the defensive side for his entire time in orange and blue, so good to have him back. And then we'll flip to Barker, talk about him a little bit. Um, I'll let you take the reins on this one because this is a guy you've liked for a while. Yeah, I think Barker's the best tight end on the team, and, and that's saying a lot because you get a guy like Luke Ford, who's an excellent tight end also on this team, uh, and Daniel Matterbebe, who will not be returning and enter the transfer portal. Um, but Daniel Barker is, is the best tight end on this team. Um, he brings a lot in, in the pass game as well as in the run blocking game. Um, he's just a really good hybrid tight end. He can play both both sides of the tight end position. Um, and especially can get open in, in open field. He's a guy who I think wants to catch touchdown passes. So um, that's, what, that's what we've seen from him the past couple of years. And him paired up with Luke Ford is going to be excellent. Obviously, there's going to be a little bit of room for both of them now that Daniel Matterbebe is back. But those are two big targets now that Illinois are going to have at, at the tight end position. So um, they could work a little bit more with that. I hope that they do. Tony Peterson's going to have you know two good receivers uh, coming in at that difficult position. So... Uh, it, it's it's fortunate for Barker to come back. I'm excited for him, and I'm excited for uh, Tony Peterson. He's got another weapon there uh, on offense. Yeah, and like you mentioned also, um, 
Ford is a guy that Bielema actually recruited at Arkansas originally. So they have that relationship that's a little bit longstanding as well. So that tight end room was pretty filled this year. It's going to be filled and hopefully better uh, next year. And another guy we haven't mentioned flipping back to the defensive side of the ball, Keith, Keith Randolph will be back for another season as well for Illinois. And, you know, Brett Bielema talked about uh, when he first started the job as Illinois head coach. He said the real recruiting is within our own family, getting some of these guys to come back and buy into him. Um, and so we've seen now 11 of those announcements with Randolph, Woods, and Barker being the latest three um, of people inside the organization coming back. But we also got good news today that some of the recruiting outside the building has been done. Yeah, absolutely. They had um, two transfers, Calvin Hart Jr. and Chase Hayden. Uh, Calvin Hart Jr. coming in from NC State is going to be an outside linebacker. Uh, definitely a, a need. We talked about this on the last podcast. Only having three um, linebackers is is very tough to run. Um, you know the three four defense that uh, Bielma, <laughs> yeah, right. Bielma originally um, said that he was going to do. I I highly doubt that he sticks with that. I don't think that the the three four is is probably what he's going to go with. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more of that when we talk about Walters. Um, but, um, I, I really do think that, um, you know, adding this guy to a linebacker core that isn't too strong, you know, you had a guy like Derek Smith who could have went, um, linebacker safety. I think when they made the switch, uh, easily could have made the switch back to linebacker with Bielema. Um, but instead he goes to transfer market and he finds another guy. So this is, you know, just kind of adding to, um, a depleted position at the linebacker, um, position and, uh, Chase Hayden running back. Uh, interesting addition. I I gotta say he played with uh for Bielma at at Arkansas, um, and then transferred from Arkansas and then transferred again here to Illinois. Um, really packed linebacker group. Now you got a guy like Reggie Love who I've liked a lot as kind of the future back. Um, obviously we've seen a lot um this year uh from Epstein, um, and um, and Chase Brown, um, but. You know, um, this is just kind of an art addition. Now you got I have four possible linebackers that you feel pretty happy with. Um, we'll see kind of who wins that battle, but I imagine it'll be Chase Brown. I've I've been pretty high on him as well. Um, but look, just adding more guys that want to be here that's that's something you want to see from from a coach and impressive impressive so far. Um, considering he has very few staffers um, to make these kind of recruitment calls. Yeah, and that's also something on the defensive side you mentioned uh, with only four linebackers on scholarship now, it makes it challenging to run a 3-4. Um, and that's what he said he wanted to run upon his first press conference with Illinois. But he kind of stepped back on those statements. He said the one thing that I would I would take back is uh, saying that we're going to run the 3-4, we're going to be flexible. So we'll see what they end up deciding to do on that front. Um but it seems like the news today is that they do have somebody to run the defense. The reports are, and they've been confirmed by a few sources, uh, but not yet announced by the team, um, is that Ryan Walters, former defensive coordinator of Missouri, is uh, stepping from the SEC to the Big Ten to join Bielema's staff and be the defensive coordinator for Illinois. Yeah, this was a great hire by the Illini. It's nice to steal away a guy from Mizzou. Um, Walters probably had the you know the writing on the wall from him at Mizzou. Um, I think uh, you know Drink um, Drinkwitz probably um, kind of had his guy coming in at, at defensive coordinator. 
um, and just wanted to keep Walters at, for some kind of continuity on this defense. That was already pretty good. Um, defense was excellent for Mizzou to start the year. Very impressive. Kind of fell off the last couple of games, uh, more or less because of COVID. They started their um, – the quarterback that started their season ended up playing safety in that final game. So you can't really blame a whole lot. I think he gave up 150 points in the last three games. Um, don't blame him. That's – it's COVID year. I, I can't get on him for that. But um, some of the defenses that he has brought to Mizzou have been very impressive. Last year, they very impressive um, – He's a guy who can recruit. Hopefully, will be the head of recruiting in the St. Louis area, um, an area that Illinois certainly improved on in the Lovey area, but can take that next step by having Walters, um, you know, kind of being a guy that these St. Louis coaches will recognize um, and are willing to send their players to. So, um, I, I'm glad that Illinois made this hire. Definitely, a certainly good hire. I imagine he will run um, what he ran at Mizzou, which is a four-two-five. Um, it, it's the nickel, um, the nickel defense, um, and probably playing more of a cover three. So it, it, it's an interesting defense. Uh, I say it, it's definitely good against the spread. Um, it's predicated on having a really good defensive line and linebackers that can play off instinct. Um, it is nice against the spread offense. Obviously when you have an additional defensive back, um, you feel good about taking away passing lanes. Um, the problem is that if you are running a effective RPO offense and you are running those linebackers and some defensive backs and defensive line based off instinct, those linebackers are going to pull, think, run, um, and not be ready for the pass, potentially leaving the, the middle of the field wide open. Um, so that is the issue with the four two five defense. Um, there's millions of ways to get past that. Um, so I, I'd be more excited to see that instead of the Tampa two back here. Um, uh, but he did run the four three with Barry Odom before that. He was running the four two five, so it might be the four three. And of course, Bielema has suggested that they run the three four. So we don't really know what kind of defense that they're going to run, but I I would be very um, happy with the four two five, especially considering the D backs that um, are available in the transfer portal, the D backs that are here, and the amount of linebackers that we have right now. So that I I think the four two five would be very successful at Illinois, and especially against. Um, this Big Ten West that is starting to kind of go more towards the spread. You know, you play teams like Nebraska and Iowa that this this defense can stop. Yeah, Walters, um, he's he's really been around the block, so there's probably a lot of defenses that he'd feel comfortable running. Um, he's made stops at Colorado, Arizona, Oklahoma, Texas, North Texas, Memphis, and Missouri before Illinois. So. He's really been around a lot of different conferences, a lot of different brands of football. And like you said, most recently, um, he brought a pretty good defense to Missouri, which is a team that's not traditionally been that good defensively. Um, obviously, playing in the SEC is tough. Like this year alone, they faced LSU, Alabama, Oklahoma, Florida, and Georgia this year, all teams that were pretty, high, pretty highly touted at the beginning of the year, four of the five finished in the top 25 and obviously we know Alabama's still playing so not a super easy schedule at Mizzou it'll get a little bit lighter um, in the Big Ten especially the Big Ten West I feel like um, but during his time at, at Mizzou the Tigers ranked 14th in total defense and they were a top 20 scoring defense in the NCAA so I think it's a pretty good hire and a guy that's got a lot of experience for sure yeah absolutely and, and I think you see that and 
and uh, some of the draft picks that Mizzou are going to have defensively in this upcoming draft. So, yeah, you know, like I said, he's a guy that I think all around you feel pretty good about. Um, he, I think he's kind of looking for that next step as well, and Illinois seemed to be the place where he was going to make that next step. Um, you know, getting experience under a guy, underneath a guy who um, is very well known as being a great recruiter, um, obviously using that marketing um, um you know, graduating in marketing um, at at Iowa, uh, Bielma has been able to kind of you know persuade these guys like we've, we've like we've been saying, and um, you know he's a guy who knows recruiting really well. And I think when you're a guy looking um, like Walter is kind of looking to make that next step, those these are coaches you want to be coached under um, to learn those next steps. So I, not too surprising of a move. He's a young guy. Um, I imagine will be very well liked around um, um, on the coaching field. Um, because of that, and hopefully he can bring some more recruiting experience to the St. Louis area that Illinois needs. Yeah, and and one more thing on uh, on Bielema there about bringing people to Illinois. He actually has a marketing degree, um, so he so he has a degree in sales, kind of selling these guys to come back to uh, to Illinois. But um, on the topic of of Walters, he reportedly beat out. Oklahoma State's defensive coordinator Jim Knowles, Wofford's Josh Conklin, and Baylor's Ron Roberts, among other people, um, according to the report that I read. So a few other people that would have been interesting hires, but I think Bielema got his guy. Yeah, he got his guy. And I I always think that going young in in a coaching staff is a good idea. Um, And, and yeah, I I think his defense at Mizzou, when you you look at who they play um, in the SEC East, you know, you face some tough offenses in that in that group, and um, what what he's been able to do the past two years, um, for the most part, has been excellent. So, um, you should be very happy, thrilled, really, with this hire. Um, I know I certainly am. I don't want to go too too in on him, but um, whatever defensive style he brings, I think he'll coach him up pretty well. Yeah, I'm with you there, and and we spent a lot of time talking about all of Bielema's new hires, but one key retainment to the staff has been Corey Peterson. He's a guy that's really excelled in recruiting. Um, he was the tight ends coach under Lovey Smith, and he even earned a promotion on Bielema's staff. He'll be the running backs coach moving forward. I think this move could not be talked about enough. Huge um, re-acquisition there of Corey Patterson. Yeah, absolutely. I think you were probably expecting this, um, not necessarily at the running back position, um, or running back coach position. Um, I thought they'd probably retain him at tight end or maybe move him to the defensive side of the ball. Um, I think he's a guy who kind of prefers the defensive side. Um, but now he's got four running backs who are all very, very good. Um, he's a guy who's recruited St. Louis very well. I think with him and Walters together, um, that makes a really good duo of guys recruiting-wise. And I, I just think Corey Patterson is is – you know, from our experience talking to him, you know, being around the football program, he's just kind of a guy you, you like around the football program, right? He's he's just he's a friendly guy. Um, he cares a lot about the team, um, cares a lot about his players, um, and and those are just you know part of being a coach that you just really admire, I guess, and and something that you want to retain. So um, that you know paired with his recruiting talent and um, you know the fact that Bielma has said that families being a, a a big part of this coaching staff you know he wants to build the illinois family Corey patterson fits really well and, and i think into that family dynamic and, and i can't imagine um you know bielma going out of that interview not 
retaining him. Like I, I imagine Patterson blew away the um the interview and, and made his case very well and obviously deservedly so. And I'd almost consider this uh, a, a promotion from tight ends to so running too. back. Um, yeah. You know, running back coaches can only do so much, but now he's going to have some input on um, the offense, uh, specifically the run game. I, I wouldn't be surprised that, you know, a year or two later, he becomes the run, uh, the run game coordinator. So he's a guy who, um, you know, you're, you expect this, I guess. You expect him to be retained because he's that good of a coach. Yeah, he's a he's a great guy to have in the organization. Illinois definitely hit the jackpot there. And, you know, we've talked a lot so far on this podcast about Illinois football. About 15 minutes so far has been focused on the football team. But we've got a team in season, the basketball team. We'll switch gears to them. They're now ranked number 12 in the nation, down from number 15. And they've got two games on the docket this week at Northwestern, and then they come home um, to host Maryland on Sunday. So a busy week for Illinois basketball. They've had a few days off since their last win against Purdue, and uh, they're right back on the floor um, today when you guys will be listening to this. So they play Northwestern today in Evanston. Um, Another conference game here. Northwestern creeped into the top 25. They're now knocked out of it, but they'll be hosting this game I'm pretty sure Illinois won the last four in this rivalry, but it, it definitely is a big rivalry game. Two teams from the state of Illinois going at it. Uh, we talked a while ago, Illinois needed to go on about a six or seven, maybe eight game winning streak after dropping that game to Rutgers. There's so far three games into it. This Northwestern game is going to be a big step in the right direction for them. Yeah, um, you certainly hope so. Um, this is a, a good Northwestern team. Um, compared to the past two years before they made the tournament, um, this this is a team that that has certainly has a leader in Pete Nance, um, Miller Cop, also another fantastic forward. Um, you know, this is a team that's going to hit you more with with their forward play than their guard play. They have bigger guys, um, which in the past has been a little bit of a, a problem for Illinois. Um, but I think the defense that you know Underwood has run the last couple of years is is predicated on Kofi. You know, getting blocks and and making people miss. And having guys, you know, you know, guards kind of step up into those bigger positions and and make good plays, and I, I think you feel okay going in this one because of the defense being so good at, at those specific things. I mean, Demonte Williams, you feel like could pretty much guard anyone. So can Io. Um, so you feel good going this one. Um, Want to give a shout out to uh, Boo Bowie, coolest name the Big Ten. Uh, guard for Northwestern. I hope he gets uh, a large amount of the minutes. He's not the best player in the world, but best name. So that goes a long way. Um, but that being said, I, look, I think if you're Illinois on this one, you stick to what, what's been working. Um, I think you look at that last game as, as kind of an example of, you know, not playing your best game, but, you know, having Io step up late, have Cabello step up late, um, you know, make that push, have Kofi be consistent, right? Because in the last couple of games, for the most part, Kofi's been very consistent. Can't hit a free throw, but he's been consistent in scoring. Um, so that's another thing that you're going to have to have happen. Yeah, Northwestern came into the year not being a team that a lot of people expected to turn heads in the Big Ten, but they started off 3-0, and um, wins against Michigan State, Indiana, and Ohio State. Uh, got them to 3-0. and They've since lost to arguably the two best teams in the uh, Big Ten in Iowa and Michigan. Um, but that's where they are right now, 3-2 and in the Big Ten. Obviously very talented enough so where they got ranked. And like you said, Pete Nance and some of those guys 
do make a difference in those games. So Illinois, like you said a few podcasts ago, in the Big Ten, none of these games you can take lightly. You can't look over any opponents. Um, but for Illinois, this game and Sunday's game against Maryland are games that they need to need to win. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 you look at the Maryland game, kind of s- similar story, right? It's a it's a team that, um, you know, hasn't had the the perfect season. Obviously, Northwestern been pretty good. Um, you know, they've they've played Ohio State very strong. Ended up winning that game. Um, they beat Indiana and obviously beat Michigan State to send them on that spiral. Um, you know, losing streak that they've been on, but. Of recently, they haven't been great. They lost to Iowa and Michigan, two ranked teams. They play us. Um, you know, should be the same. And and Maryland on the other end there, um, just hasn't really found their footing. They they did beat Wisconsin, um, which was a crazy game. Um, it goes to show you that you know playing um, at at you know at some of these you know Big Ten games are can just be crazy, right? I mean, you expect Wisconsin being a home a home team to win that game by a large margin margin. But um, just the way the big 10 is this year, anything can happen. Um, obviously Illinois will, will be home for this one. So you feel a little bit better about that game, but um, you know, like I said, you can't really overlook any of these big 10 teams um, in, in terms of scoring. You got Aaron Wiggins pretty good at, at guard um, Dante Scott, also another name you're going to have to look out for um, both of them are pretty impressive. Um, in, in the Wisconsin game. Um, other than that, um, uh, Jerry is Hamilton as well. Uh, he's a guy who's going to get a decent amount of minutes. He could score. And, um, Eric, uh, Ayala at guard, another guy you're going to have to look out for. Um, guard plays is, I think bigger, um, when you compare it to Northwestern, Dante Scott's an excellent forward though. Uh, he's a guy who's been the big 10 for a minute now. Um, just scary, <laughs> scary forward and you never want to play, but, it's same game plan as always. Um, Scott's going to play a, a lot of the minutes, and if, if Kofi could take him down, Illinois should win this game. Great, great defense. I think we'll carry Illinois in the next two games. Yeah, absolutely. This is a team that um, is prided on their defense, and so they're going to need to have some dominant defensive efforts. We've talked a lot about Io on this show. He's been great all year, National Player of the Year candidate, but the last game he didn't score a point in a single second a single point in the entire second half and they still won that game. So this team is finding ways to win without relying on IO to score 30. Obviously you you'd like him to score more than 12 and um, show up a little bit more on the score sheet, but contributions from Curbelo have been great. Coburn have been great. Demonte Williams is on a, a hot streak as well. So um, kind of spreading it around and, and attacking from more ways than just a sumo is also key. But like you said, and I think in both of those games, but Maryland especially, um, Coburn being the best big on the floor is what's going to get Illinois two wins. So I'll I'll predict Illinois beats Northwestern on the road, a little bit lower scoring, 72-64, to 64, and then beats Maryland at home, a little higher scoring, at least on Illinois' part, 88 to 74. All right, Northwestern, I'll start there. Illinois wins this one. Don't overlook Northwestern, though. They're going to make it close for most of the game. I think Illinois pulls away towards the end, 78 to 70. Um, never look past Northwestern. I think in the past, Illinois teams have, and it is a devastating loss. I never want to lose to Northwestern. Ever. M- Maryland, on the other hand, I think uh, will be a little bit closer um, than that eight-point game. I think Illinois 
for the most part, commands it towards the end, kind of gives up a little bit. Um, free throws continue to be a problem in the next two games. Illinois is going to have to avoid that. Illinois wins that one 75 to 70. Yeah, definitely something to keep your eyes on is uh, those free throws. Like you said, they've been bad. 9 of 22 in the win against Purdue. Definitely need to clean that up. Uh, looking forward to see how this team performs. we got two games before the next time we talk. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. Do not want to lose to Northwestern. Illinois, do not lose to Northwestern. Please, you dear heard God, it. do not lose to Northwestern in basketball. Yeah, you heard it straight from Pat. They could, they could beat us in football, but we got to take the bragging rights in basketball. Um, yeah. And, and so I just can't be look beat. out twice can't be, by Northwestern. Yeah, I just can't be beating football and basketball. I, I like it's got to be one or the other. So don't. I'm win. with you. So so Go Illinois, on. you hear Patrick? You need to win this basketball game. Absolute must. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for this edition of Oski Talk. Thank you all for listening. Um, we've gotten through a lot of news today, Illini football and Illini basketball. We've got a big week coming up. Can't wait to talk to you guys later this week on Sunday. But for now, for Patrick, I'm Anthony, ILL. I am. Uh...